The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. On Buff Up, a Buffalo Wings podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining me on your weekend. So I'm going to get right into it. I had the privilege of joining Jet Central on their YouTube channel uh, just the other day, and I thought our conversation went so well. Uh, it was it literally just became uh, the Jets preview for this week. So I hope you guys enjoy it. He's a good friend of mine. Follow him at Jet Central on Twitter and on his YouTube page. Uh, been in touch with him for a while since I started this podcast a lot of topics we're going to hit on um obviously we're going to get into what happened with green bay we're going to get into how this matchup could transpire uh as bills fans what we should be you know having our eyes open to versus closed to it is a divisional game it can go either way we've seen it in the past right especially early in the year against miami hence obviously we had yeah you know the situations with the injuries but the fact of the matter is that this jets team is showing that it can fight and the Bills are in for a really good matchup this weekend. So, guys, without further ado, here's my conversation on Jet Central YouTube channel. Thank you guys again for joining me. And to all the first responders and military out there, I support you, I salute you, and thank you for all that you do for our communities and our country. All right, here we go. All right, guys, let's get on. Welcome in. So, as we all know, it's week nine of the NFL season, and the Divi- the AFC East uh, leaders right now, the Buffalo Bills, uh, losers of one game this season. They're traveling to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Jets, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Steven, from the Buffalo Rumblings podcast. What's up, man? How's it going? Dude, I have been looking forward to this week for literally three weeks. You have no idea. When I found out you were free... I, I spazzed out because I'm like, there's so much football happening in the state of New York. All right, I'm not, I'm not, you know what? You guys aren't annexed out of, you're a New York team. Okay, you're not New Jersey. It is what it is. Let's just all be one big happy family and appreciate the football that is happening in New York state. It is insane. And dude, let me tell you, I called it. I told you last time, Robert Sala was not going to let you down. And it, it's happening. 
Yeah. And, you know, we talked a little bit about it, you know, in the pre in the uh, pre-show, Sean McDermott, defensive guy comes over from Carolina and really turns Buffalo around. I, I mean, Buffalo went from like just I remember them growing up as, you know, middle of the road team. Typically, you know, they were never you know, the worst team in football, right? Where they're finishing with the first overall pick, like, you know, Cleveland a couple years ago, uh, but they were certainly not uh, consistently in the playoffs, always kind of picking top 10, top 15. But Sean McDermott has came in and flipped that program, uh, flipped the franchise around. Um, I mean, they're, they're absolutely elite. I'm just going to cut right to the chase. I think they're the best team in football. Would you agree? Well, I'll be honest with you, Ian. I, I am actually on the back burner today because for the last couple of days, uh, well, the last two days, whatever, I have been getting a lot of flack from Buffalo fans because of how sloppy I called it. And I'm going to talk about it this week on my podcast. And look, that was the sloppiest offensive football I have seen the Buffalo Bills play from that Right when the second half hit against Green Bay, I said, oh, beautiful, because guess what? I'm the only Bills fan that you'll ever meet that will ever show respect to the Jets. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about people not understanding. Robert Sala is an amazing defensive coach. The only thing holding him back right now, the only thing holding the Jets back right now is a Stephon Diggs trade. And Every single quarterback you see that has a top five wide receiver, they're doing great. They're doing absolutely incredible. What happened to Ryan Tannehill once A.J. Brown left? What yep. is he doing now? What, look at Philly now. Philly is by far, in my opinion now, I think they're, they're kind of ahead of the Bills. They're kind of ahead of the Bills right now. And, and a lot of people are going to disagree with me, and I understand that. But as far as being the best team in football, I, I don't know how else to say this. They have to completely obliterate the Jets, which I don't believe is going to happen. I have, I am betting on the under and not the over this week because of how great defensively they are structured. I mean, Sauce Gardner, by far, the Jets have hoped for. This is year one. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it, I mean, dude, it, it's definitely exciting. And, you know, it's another thing we talked about before recording. But I was hoping for like six or really seven, eight wins. Uh, that was my goal for the season. And they already have five. They had four last season. And uh, it, it, it just it looks so much better defensively. They were literally the worst team in football defensively. I mean, you know that we, you watched them twice, um, you know, twice last season. It was really, really hard to watch. Granted, Salah's first go round, a bunch of injuries all over the place, and also dealing with the rookie quarterback constantly uh, punting the football, turning it over and whatnot. Uh, but no, this season, I'm right there with you. I, I think the defense is totally, totally revamped. Go ahead. Let me ask you a question, and I'm going to give you my, my reason for this. I'm going to mention four teams. I want you to tell me if you think the Jets can either beat them or compete with them. All right. Okay. The Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh yeah, definitely. They can beat them. Okay. The Tennessee Titans. Yes. The Cleveland I, Browns. Yep. The Miami Dolphins. Harder than the rest, but yes, they can compete. Definitely. So you're a wild. So you're the Jets are a wild card team this year. And in if in the grand scheme of things, if I'm if I am running the Jets organization. My goal, I just need, we, guys, we need to get in the playoffs. 
we know who the Buffalo Bills are. We know what they've developed over the years. We beat them great. But the point of the, this whole matter with the Jets franchise is, damn, how long has it been since they have been a bona fide wildcard team? Forget winning the division. Forget anything else. That is a big step in Zach Wilson's future, Robert Soller's career, and, and, and the team itself believing again. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm running the Jets organization, that has to be the goal right now. And I think they're, they're, they're there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially when we're taking a look at Deshaun Watson's suspension in Cleveland and the Raiders not really looking like how we all kind of expected, you know, uh, Pittsburgh as well. I mean, there's a lot of teams that I feel like are underachieving. Indianapolis is another one. A lot of teams underachieving right now, but I, I really still feel like in the AFC, it's it's the two top dogs, Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Can you talk about, you know, it's obvious you're pretty high on, on, on Sala on this Jets team. Can you talk about what the Jets need to do to have success against this Bills team on Sunday? I mean, I don't know how else to say this, but they basically have to do exactly what the Green Bay Packers did. The Green Bay Packers forced Josh Allen to go through his reads, right? And where that stems from is, number one, you give him a time limit in his head. You have less than three seconds to get this ball out or someone's going to pop you, number one. Number two, the corners, I, I think if they can slow down Stephon Diggs and bottle up Gabe Davis the way – I look, I'm going to be honest with you. I was so let down by Gabe Davis in this Monday night or Sunday night that it, it, it's just like – who are you now, dude? Like, as a fan, who are you? Like, this is why everyone is still talking about the Bills needing to pick up OBJ, a, a wide receiver that's torn the same ACL twice. So if I am the Jets, I sense there's blood in the water, and this week is the perfect week. It, it, it has to be. If I, if I am giving, like, the benefit of the doubt, the best time to beat Buffalo is right now because they didn't come fresh off the bye. They came sloppy off the bye, and, and that's something that's very concerning to me, and I have not seen Buffalo Bills history boding well once they show that they're starting to drop the ball. You can, and guess what? You know what? I'm not buying the BS about we came off the bye week and we're playing sloppy. I shouldn't have done this. No, you were forced to do that because they're playing great defense. Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, like, all of these guys that they have in their backfield, Darnell Savage, like, they, they, played, they played great, right? But they played in a way that it forced Josh Allen to go through, go through his read. And by the second half, they weren't there. Well, what's really interesting about that is I, I really – and this was evident in the Patriots game – when the when opposing quarterbacks get to their checkdowns quickly, uh, hitting running backs, you know, out of the flat or you know on on uh, passes like up the middle, like even if it's just within five yards, the Jets have have they were getting burned. You know, Ramondre Stevenson was absolutely just lighting the Jets defense up, whether it's you know on the ground or through the air, third downs. He was just making plays. Um, and I felt like at times as well. The Jets were over pursuing and they couldn't really wrap up. A lot of broken tackles. Uh, excuse me. And when I look at the Buffalo Bills roster, and I'm not sure if if uh, newcomer Nahe, uh, uh, Hines is going to be playing, but, you know, Singletary and James Cook. And I just feel like the Buffalo Bills have so much 
firepower offensively like they could go feed Knox they could go feed Diggs they could feed Gabe Davis and there's just I feel like it's so hard to predict where the football is going to go and also we have to factor in Josh Allen's legs whether that's extending plays to find guys down the field or you know just him as a runner so I I think that's going to be the biggest concern I feel like schematically speaking though you know a lot of the zone defense the cover three the cover four we are going to do a good job of of limiting the big play, the explosive play down the field. Um, but there's only so much that, you know, I'm expect, uh, expecting from the, from the Jets defensive backs, because you can't sit there and cover for six, seven seconds with Josh Allen running around. I mean, he's an absolute pro at it. Um, offensively though, Zach Wilson, where do you stand with him? I stand with him the same way I stood with Josh Allen in year, in year two and three. You just, you need that guy, right? And right now, his offense is basically equal to the same firepower that they have in New England. Nothing crazy, but you got stellar tight ends, and you can run the football when you want to. Now, the only way anything can evolve, Zach Wilson can be great. I really do feel like he can be great. It's just this kid can't do it on his own. And I feel bad watching him because you can't just sit here and just pretend that the, they're, they're five and two for no reason. Five and three, five and two. Uh, am I, am I yeah, crazy? Fi- five and three. Five and three. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was stuck on five and two for a minute. The fact is they're five and three because of him and Robert Sala. He is talented. He can make plays out of the pocket. And I am not going to sleep on him, especially what he was able to do. This was against, now mind you, Green Bay was at Lambeau. They were healthy. I be- AJ Dillon was there, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Am I right or wrong? Jones was there, wasn't he? Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. I think w- did he go in- go go into IR before that game? You know, I, I think either Cobb got hurt in that game. I, I, he he didn't have exactly. a big impact. But but the point is, they had eighty percent less when they faced Buffalo, right? And and look at what happened at Buffalo on Sunday night. Look what the Jets did. At Lambeau, I'm not saying that this is a crazy upset alert, but I'm going to say this, that I believe Robert Sala is going to have a game plan. They're going to try their best to play sound football. All Zach Wilson has to do is I think he can be amazing. All Zach Wilson has to do is admit defeat when the coverage is that good and just throw the damn ball away. It's not a big deal because if your defense is playing great, if they're playing great, all you have to do is avoid bad field position to where Josh Allen isn't sitting at the 50. Josh Allen isn't sitting at the 40. You're 45 or 40, right? There's no points on the board um, if, if, you, if you don't do that, right? So that's the thing. Like, I, I feel for you guys because I know what this feels like. You're off to a hot start, and you feel like, man, they just hit another brick wall. And it's like for Buffalo, it was like, oh, now we got to face Brady. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what it was like. We had Josh Allen. He was emerging. Oh, now we got to face Brady now. Like, this is why I say the expectations and the, and the goals for, for Zach Wilson this year. Hey, man, don't look past the Bills as, as you guys are going to lose. But even if you don't win, this has to be a game where you have a measuring stick going into the rest of the year because the wild card is going to be wide open. And if your defense plays great football against this offense, you can beat anyone. So um, I, I want to see Uzama though. I don't know what's going on with this with this with the with the acquisition there. And 
you know, I think he was fantastic, obviously, in Cincinnati. He had Jamar Chase. He had multiple weapons going on. But he's very talented. Um, I want to see – I want to see him trust someone specific. You know, I have more, Elijah Moore, on my fantasy, and I am – I am crying. I am crying, but I am believing. I am like, dude, he's so talented. Like, what's going on? Like, who are they trying to shuffle on? Who do they believe in? Who do they not, who do they not believe in? Um, you you got to find someone that this kid can just feel like it's him. It, it's his. Let's like, he has he has the, the upside of a Kyler Murray. Maybe he's not as elusive like a chipmunk on the field as he is, but look at what Kyler Murray's doing with the DeAndre Hopkins, right? It, it's just someone has to be out there. I'm sad for you guys and nothing transpired on, you know, during this trade, uh, trade deadline. But I, you know, I, I think I'll leave it at this. Zach Wilson has strong potential, but he can't do it on his own the rest of this year. Someone has to emerge from this offense, whether if it's from the tight end group, the running back group, or, or the wide receiver group to be that guy. Right. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because like in the offseason, they obviously invested a top 10 pick in uh, Garrett Wilson, but it seems like Mike LaFleur, like, uh, you know, his, his game plans really feature one person and the mm. rest of the group is it, it, they're almost put on the back burner, if you will. Like one week, it's Garrett Wilson having over 100 receiving yards and nobody else like really, you know, bursts onto the scene. Another week, it's Brees Hall and it's all running game. It's all defense. So I think that might be more so of like a coaching type of deal. I, I honestly thought that the Jets were going to go get DK Metcalf this offseason or, um, you know, Debo Samuel. Um, but, you know, I, I got to be honest. I think Garrett's going to be super consistent. I like how I like number one Garrett's upside. And we are only through what eight, yeah, eight weeks here of the NFL season. So I don't want to write him off as like, oh yeah, he's just a three or he's just a number two wide receiver. Like I like his potential a lot, but I see what you're saying though, because it's like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. We can compare the numbers of when Chase is not on the field. You know, to your point, you talked about you know Josh Allen with Diggs and you know uh, uh, Hurts with Brown. Same you know same deal with Tannehill. It's a really good point. I guess the only thing for me is like, I'm trying to think of it like a big name, like who's that guy that's going to be on the move next. You know what I mean? I, 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 here's what I think. It, it doesn't, you can't predict it, right? People talked about Diggs moving and then the trade rumors completely died. And yeah, I know it just I remember happened that. out of, it happened out of nowhere. He, it almost felt like he fell in our lap. And that was that. Sometimes all it takes is tension in the locker room, and then everything goes kaput. The only reason I think DK is still in Seattle is because Geno Smith is playing out of his freaking mind. But I, I wanted to go off of one of your points here. Brees Hall. Duh. I, I, I mean, duh. This was a guy everyone in Buffalo thought, uh, this is our guy. Now we're trading and we're doing this, we're doing that. Like we're 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 trading the entire running back room. I think it's going to happen um, because we couldn't get the guy that we actually wanted. He's in, he's in New York now. Uh, he's, in, you know, in East Rutherford. And let me tell you, I'm so bummed for you guys. It's like a Saquon Barkley story for him, right? You, you tear ACL so early in your career. Um, he was the, he, let's, let's be real here. He was at least, 50% of that offense. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, the guy was an absolute. Obviously. 
yeah, I mean, he was, I would say, yeah, he was the front runner for offensive rookie of the year. I know there's some guys emerging now, you know, in the last couple of weeks, but um, I mean, no, he's a beast and it sucks that he went down. It, it was the ACL and the meniscus, which sucks even more. Um, but now it's going to be crazy, but Hey man, I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's late over on my end. I know you're on the West coast and, uh, look forward to the game. I look forward to it too. Thank you for having me. And you know what? This conversation was so great. I'm going to feature it on my podcast this week on buff up. So thank you so much for having me, bro. Awesome, man. And all of, uh, Steve's links are listed down below in the description, YouTube, Twitter, and uh, of course, Instagram, and also his podcast link. Uh, as well. Thanks so much for watching. I appreciate it. And as always, go Jets.